South African Chief Rabbi Warren Goldstein made a powerful and provocative statement this past week. Responding to the most recent ban on foreigners entering Israel from most Jewishly populated countries, including the United States, he proclaimed, It's a moral disgrace. It cannot be defended on grounds of medical safety. They have no moral or spiritual right to deny Jews entry into the land of Israel. Obviously, the leading medical and political decision makers in the current Israeli government disagree with his perspective. But with borders closed to so many of us for almost a full two years, the frustration is quite resonant and visceral. I myself have had multiple trips canceled, including an announcement this week that my mid-January birthright trip, previously deemed an exception to the blanket entry injunction, has now also been suspended. Meanwhile, highlighting the notion that another possibility does exist, I had the privilege this week to interview Rabbi Yoshua Fass, the founder of Nefesh Benefesh, an organization that has revolutionized both quantitatively and qualitatively North American Aliyah to Israel over the past two decades. Other than attending a child's wedding or other very narrow circumstances, the only way into Israel as of now is by establishing citizenship. And perhaps one could argue that this exception itself refutes Rabbi Goldstein's point. If we truly feel the lack, we do have agency to enter the land by moving there permanently. I can hear both perspectives. Amidst these ruminations about my current prospects of visiting Israel, I reread the Ramban's famous introduction to the book of Shemot, which we commence this week. He labels this second section of the Torah the book of exile and redemption. It begins with our ancestral descent down to Egypt, follows us through the ten plagues and the exodus, continues on to the revelation at Sinai, and concludes with the construction of the Mishkan, the tabernacle. One might have imagined that this book could have concluded with the exodus, the occasion of our physical freedom, or at least with our receiving the Torah, representing spiritual liberation. Instead, it continues on until it has described, in immense detail, the Mishkan in all of its many facets. This unique structure is considered a dwelling place of God's presence, and actually presages the more permanent temple. The tabernacle in the desert is in many ways a stand-in for the holy temple and the land of Israel itself, places of enhanced spiritual intensity. In other words, the Ramban is telling us, until we are in the land of Israel, in our book represented by the Mishkan, the story is not complete. This iconic place, particularly when it is fully reestablished with the temple rebuilt, occupies a focal point of Jewish destiny. Without access to it, we are always lacking. The Tolna Rebbe, a great Hasidic leader, develops a similar theme on the opening verse of our Torah portion. While most translations render it in the past tense, and these are the names of the sons of Israel, who came to Egypt, the words Haboim Mitzrayma actually sound more like present tense. In this reading, as long as they remain in a state of exile, represented by the sojourn in Egypt, the Jewish people are in a perpetual state of coming. They have not yet arrived. Also in our opening verse, the Midrash explains homiletically that, and these are the names who came to Israel, refers to the names of God, in fact, the first word, Ve'ela, is numerically equivalent to 42, the same number of letters in one of God's ineffable names. God, too, the Midrash is communicating, descends with his people into the depths of the long and bitter exile. Omicron has reintroduced into the world feelings of unpredictability, perhaps even instability, and an acute loss of control. Yet in the long view of Jewish history, we can recognize that these themes that we often forget it, define all of our national existence so long as our true home 
is not fully reconstituted. Current affairs with their travel bans and canceled plans have simply reminded us of this truth and should energize us to play our role in spreading kindness, embracing mitzvot, and helping prod our world towards a redemptive future. Shabbat Shalom.